If you've ever received a piece of uh, mail from a movie studio looking to sue you for illegally downloading a, a TV show or a movie, it apparently is time for you to take that seriously. Looks like the movie companies, they are going the movie studios after people and going after them uh, hard. And there's a pretty high price to be paid for illegally downloading some of these uh, films. And we're joined now by privacy lawyer David Fraser for more on this. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you joining us. Happy to. Anytime. All right. Uh, you know, we've. I remember seeing this as a kid, right? It would come up uh, way back when, when you go to Blockbuster and come home uh, with a VCR uh, tape and put it in the machine and read there'd be like this big ominous uh, warning before any movie do not illegally pirate or copy. And I don't think anybody ever really read that or really took it that seriously, but David, it's time for people to do so? Well, I think so. Now, it, it all depends upon what you're doing and, uh, and what sort of mischief you're up to and, and whether you've been, you've been tracked down. But for the last number of years, a large number of Hollywood studios, I think at my last count, it was 16 of them, uh, had moved into Canada and set up uh, what's been characterized as a lean, mean litigation machine in order to sue Canadians who are found to be, or at least suspected, of sharing movies online using the, the BitTorrent protocol. Okay, so sorry, are they just going after those that are sharing the movies then, not necessarily those that are just downloading them and watching them on their own? That's right, that's, that's what I've seen. And so it's people who use BitTorrent to, to download movies. Uh, but when you use BitTorrent, not only are you downloading, at the same time you're uploading and you're sharing that, they're sharing that content with other people on the internet. And I assume that the Hollywood studios see that as more problematic than just somebody downloading for their own personal use. And one thing that uh, at least they're, they're saying in their court records are that they're going after people who they have found to be persistently on multiple occasions sharing the same movie, which would mean it's not likely somebody who's kind of downloading it and then removing it from their system, but is somebody who's, who's repeatedly doing that. All right. And they're able to track uh, people, obviously, uh, online through their digital footprint? That's right. So, so when you use the BitTorrent protocol, you are connected to a whole bunch of other computers to download that movie. Uh, but your computer is also available to be connected to, which means that your IP address of at least your home network or your work network is exposed. And so the Hollywood studios employ companies, or they do it themselves, to uh, download their own movies. And at that time, they scrape or copy all the IP addresses of the computers that are associated with, with sharing that file. If they're in Canada, um, they start a lawsuit naming a whole bunch of John Doe's. So just let's say they have 250 IP addresses. They start one lawsuit against 250 John Doe's. Then they go and get another court order requiring the Internet service provider, which could be Bell or Rogers or Tech Savvy, uh, to connect those IP addresses with an actual customer name and address. And that's how they know who to sue. And they've been sending out statements of claim to these individuals over the last little while. And a lot of people uh, just kind of look at that, sort of chuckle, uh, throw it in the uh, garbage. They don't think twice about it. But as you mentioned, they really are getting aggressive here. They're taking people to court. And what sort of penalties, what sort of fines uh, are some of these people facing, David? Well, the maximum damages that are available for, for non-commercial uh, infringement in this, uh, in this sort of scenario is $5,000. And I've heard some people have been settling for that amount, which seems a little bit irrational to me. Uh, but I've been hearing from a number of people who, for example, have never heard of the movie and they have no idea why they're why they're being targeted. So that they think that there must be some mistake. 
uh, or maybe it was somebody who was using their networks that they that they didn't have control over. There are a whole bunch of possible defenses that are available. But I think one thing that's, that's led to some of this confusion is that over the last number of years, Hollywood Studios and others have been able to have the Internet service provider send a message to people who are suspected of infringing copyright. And those messages, in some cases, they've been kind of shakedowns looking for, for settlements. Uh, and so those could generally be ignored but they're not a lawsuit. And so what we're seeing now is that people are receiving uh, legal documents that still look kind of sketchy because it says kind of Hollywood studio versus John Doe at Al. Uh, and so they, well, how, how do they know who I am? Well, in fact, it, it'll be accompanied by a letter uh, that, that should explain that, but it still looks kind of unusual, but it will come by registered mail, which should hopefully communicate how important it is. And, and it's different from, just the little notices that you might get from your internet service provider on behalf of the studios. All right. So what is your advice to those that have received or might receive uh, one of these uh, pieces of mail, this uh, registered uh, mail, obviously not to ignore it. Do they need to uh, seek some legal counsel, get some professional advice here? Because uh, we're hearing stories of uh, people that uh, actually are having uh, their wages garnished, that sort of thing to, to pay these fines. Well, that, that sort of thing is, is, is potentially or, or is conceivable. So it can't be ignored because if you ignore it, then the studio can go back to court and get what's called a default judgment if you don't respond to it within 30 days, if you don't file a defense. So everybody who receives one of these should get legal advice to, to help them decide what to do. In some cases, I've seen them settle uh, before even filing a defense. In other cases, people have defi- filed a defense and they, and they believe they have a defense. For example, it wasn't me or, or you're mistaken. Uh, but they simply can't be ignored. Now, individuals can represent themselves, that they can file their own defense. Um, but, uh, but it does make sense to really understand the gravitas of what it is that you're dealing with. We're representing quite a few individuals who have, uh, who have received these. And, uh, and I understand there's other law firms around who are, who are doing the same as well. Yeah, from the folks that you've uh, talked to that have been implicated, uh, some clients or, or just in general, and I don't know if this is out of your purview, uh, I know you're a privacy lawyer, but uh, what is it that is fueling this? Because uh, uh, maybe it's because of what I do for a living as a content provider and I put things out there, I expect to be uh, you know compensated for that. I have always felt as if uh, I just can't go onto a website and steal somebody's, you know, their art, whether it be a movie or illegally download music, uh, whatever it might be, because I know that there is uh, a cost associated and livelihoods that are associated with that intellectual property. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, I think that for those kind of content creators uh, who believe they should get paid, absolutely, that, that does make sense. Um, the reality is that, that people are going to infringe copyright, and the technology is there that, that makes it relatively easy to do it. Uh, now, it's, as we now know, it's not risk-free, um, but I, I think probably what's behind it are, is potentially two things, and then I've heard some conflicting views. One is that they want to discourage people from doing this sort of thing, and so by making an example out of a number of Canadians and letting them know that, yes, you can, in fact, be sued – and can be liable is something that will discourage people from from engaging in this behavior in the first place. Although in some instances, they seem to be kind of operating kind of below the radar, which suggests that maybe that's not their ultimate objective. But at the same time, if they can get a thousand people to settle for $5,000, that's a significant source of of revenue. And then the way that they're doing it is through something called a reverse class action, where they can start one lawsuit and sue hundreds of individuals. So instead of 100 statements of claim being filed in the court with the filing fees and all that administration, they found a relatively streamlined way of doing it uh, to, that really keeps their costs down. And I've certainly heard some people suggest that, no, this is, in fact, a money-making machine. 
and also the suggestion that, that many of the movies that are implicated are not the big blockbusters, but are those that, uh, that perhaps didn't do so well, and they found an alternate revenue source. Interesting. Going to have to leave it there. Privacy lawyer David Fraser with us this afternoon. David, again, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Happy to chat. Take care.